We try to separate fact from fiction when it comes to new LA Kings forward Pierre-Luc Dubois on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and of course a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. Coming up on today's show, we take a look at the LA Kings current roster and where the Kings are regarding the salary cap. We'll play another edition of Name That King with an LA King, a former LA King, in the news today, but we start with something we've talked about quite a bit over the last month, and that would be new Kings center Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, we got a little bit of an unexpected treat on Monday after the Kings wrapped up their development camp activities. The Kings' biggest offseason acquisition for Pierre-Luc Dubois was made available to the media. Now, right after the trade with Winnipeg that brought PLD to L.A., he was made available on a conference call with a lot of media members, including myself, and we were able to ask him questions and listen to what he had to say. Uh, But this time he was in Los Angeles in person at the team's practice facility in El Segundo. And it got me thinking, who is this guy? And I'll admit, I bought into the narrative and went by what I had heard and read about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, Some of it from... Well, a lot of it from things on social media and and the few things that were written by people in the know in the NHL. And when I first heard about the possibility of bringing Pierre-Luc Dubois to the LA Kings, I wasn't in favor of it. Um, But after looking into his career a little bit more and listening to him talk, my thoughts changed and I was more positive about the acquisition. And It's got me to think, it seems like they were talking about two different guys. Uh, When you see Pierre-Luc Dubois, especially in this sit-down interview session with the media on Monday, this doesn't look like a guy who has been described by some as a malcontent, uh, someone who's perpetually unhappy. Some have even gone so far as to call him a cancer. Um, He certainly didn't look unhappy on Monday. As a matter of fact, he was smiling almost the entire time. And I'd go so far as to say Pierre-Luc Dubois is charming. Uh, even a couple of weeks after the trade, uh, he still seems just as excited and just as uh, exhilarated about this opportunity with the LA Kings for him and his family. Now, since the trade was made, he has been out and about, not only looking for a place to live in Los Angeles, but getting to know the city. He threw out the first pitch at a Dodgers game not long ago. Apparently he was at an LA Galaxy game as well, and he was quick to point out when talking with the media that both those teams won, both the LA teams won in the games that he had attended. Uh, So he talked about going out to dinner in Malibu and getting to learn different areas around Southern California, and he said uh, he thought it might take him a couple of years to really get kind of acclimated 
to moving and living in Los Angeles. Now, we did find out that Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, has grown up in a lot of different places. Now, he was born in Canada, but he lived in places like England and Germany growing up as a kid because his dad was a professional hockey player pursuing his dream and was playing professionally all over the place. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois was asked about his English being so good, and when your name is Pierre-Luc Dubois and you do, in fact, speak French, uh, I thought that was a pretty good question as you know we're all trying to get to know him a little bit better. And he said, yes, his dad is French-Canadian, but his mom's American from Atlanta. And he said that his parents met while his dad was playing minor league hockey in Atlanta. Now, Pierre-Luc Dubois seems to have a great personality. He's very relaxed in front of cameras and answering questions. And he seems more mature than a guy who just recently turned 25 years old. And yet, it is hard to ignore everything we have heard about him. It's hard to ignore the facts. Now, he is on his third team in a six-year NHL career. That's a lot for a guy who's obviously very talented and was a very high draft pick. He, We know that he wanted out of Columbus, the team that drafted him third overall in 2016. He was traded to Winnipeg. He told the Jets he wasn't going to resign with them, basically forcing a trade. And, of course, they made that trade with the LA Kings not wanting him to walk after next season and get nothing for him in return. Now, is it right to try and, you know, as far as his his career goes, is he within his right to try and play in a place or a market or with a team that he would like to? Sure. He's that's within his right and if he wants to do some things to try and make that happen by being upfront uh, about his situation, not wanting to resign a place, wanting to be traded at another place, he can do that. That's That doesn't necessarily make him a bad guy. And as I mentioned before in previous shows, if he was unhappy in those places, he didn't let it show in his performance on the ice. He was still productive. Now, he's coming off his best back-to-back seasons of his career with 28 and 27 goals and 60 and 63 points. Apparently, he did this while he was wanting out of Winnipeg. So again, to me, this goes against the narrative. Uh, to me, if you're unhappy, if you're a malcontent, if you're a cancer, then you're not a good player on your team. And clearly by putting up the numbers he was putting up, to me, he's still being a professional. He's still going out and doing his job and putting up the numbers, despite apparently not being all in, so to speak, on the team that he's playing for. I haven't heard any of his former teammates come out and bash him, which also speaks to what type of a teammate he is. So again, despite a lot of the things we've heard about him and you know, hearing that he wanted to play in Montreal and that's where he wanted to go and maybe force a trade to go there uh, where he has roots, um, obviously that wasn't the case. As I said before in a previous show, if he really wanted to play in Montreal, if that was his end game, then he could just play out his contract, become a unrestricted free agent, and go sign there if they want him. And, and he's a good player, so you would think that they would want him. But clearly, that wasn't the case. A uh, friend of the show, Eric Stevens of The Athletic, I thought asked probably the most interesting question when he asked Pierre-Luc Dubois if playing in L.A. was an opportunity to write a new narrative about his career. And Dubois chuckled, And he gave an answer, although it wasn't quite a black and white answer. He was a little bit of a politician, I would say, in that response. Uh, He said that it was a chance for him to just be who he is. He said he felt that he was misunderstood at times. 
He said he felt a lot of people really didn't know him, that he that this was an opportunity not to show anyone or prove anything to anyone, but just to be who he is. Uh, he said that there was always going to be people who are unhappy and don't agree with what you do, but that was just part of the business. Uh, he said he wasn't trying to live his life how others think he should. He said that he was just happy in L.A., uh, want, wanted to be here for a long time, and to show who he is. And that's kind of what we're trying to figure out. Who is he? Is he this guy who is a malcontent who wants out of the two situations he's been in so far? Or is he the guy who's grinning from ear to ear and appears to be absolutely thrilled to be an L.A. king? Now, maybe he's a person that is really good uh, in front of a microphone. Maybe he's good at saying all the right things that people want to hear. And, and maybe I'm just a sucker for buying into what he's saying. But he sounds legit. He sounds sincere. Uh, it's easy to want to give him the benefit of the doubt if you listen to him talk. He seems genuinely excited and happy to be an L.A. King. Now, could that change? Sure. But maybe for the first time in his career, he's playing for a team that has made a big commitment to him, that has made him financially secure, uh, that is a team that has obviously told him he wants them to be a big part of the future, and that you know, is a team that we hope is uh, at the very least a playoff team and a team hopefully that is going in the right direction. So it seems like some pretty good reasons for Pierre-Luc Dubois to be happy and to smile. Uh, we are going to eventually find out who he really is, and that's what he says he wants to show us. He just wants to be who he is. Uh, so hopefully he has found the right home. He's found the right city. He's found the right team. And I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but it is going to be interesting to see maybe this time next year, we're going to get a clear picture of who Pierre-Luc Dubois is as a teammate, as a person, as a player, and hopefully as a key member of the LA Kings success. So we know Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to be relied upon to be a big part of the LA Kings next season. But what does the lineup look like right now? That's next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. This episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by FanDuel. Make your way to FanDuel right now. And with new customers, you can get a no-sweat first bet. It's up to $250 uh, in a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel has great promotions every day. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on all the sports action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash on. To get your no sweat first bet, $250 back. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. So I went over to capfriendly.com, which is a great resource, even if you're someone who's not great into numbers like me, and just checked out the Kings' current roster and where they are currently as far as the salary cap, things like that. And according to CapFriendly.com, the Kings are currently listed as $751,667 over the salary cap. Now, that's not a big deal, especially compared to a team like Toronto, which currently is listed as almost $9 million over the salary cap. Teams can be over the salary cap during the offseason, but once the regular season starts, they do have to be cap compliant. So it's going to be a chore for Toronto. They're going to have to do a lot of things, but for the LA Kings, uh, there's some minor tweaks that they'll have to do 
uh, to get under the salary cap, which shouldn't be a problem. Now, the Kings currently have 22 players under contract on the roster. Now, the minimum you can have is 20. The maximum is 23. Right now, they've got 13 forwards under contract for the NHL roster. Andre Kobitar, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Philip Deneau, Blake Lazat, your centers, uh, Adrian Kempe, Kevin Fiala, Victor Arvidsson, Quinton Byfield, Trevor Moore, Arthur Kaliab, Trevor Lewis, Jarrett Anderson-Dolan, and Carl Grundstrom as your wingers. And that group of forwards, barring injury, seems to be pretty set in stone. 13 forwards for the LA Kings. Right now on the roster, there's six defensemen, Drew Doughty, Mikey Anderson, Vladislav Gavrikov, and Matt Roy, Brant Clark, and Andreas England. Now, he was a player the Kings signed in the offseason as a free agent. Now, he's played just 11 games this past season in the NHL for the Blackhawks, who obviously were not a very good team. And he's going to be in the AHL next season. I, I would be shocked to see him as the third pairing left D uh, with who we think Brant Clark, maybe Jordan Spence. Um, I expect Tobias Bjornfoot to be on that left side uh, on the third pairing at the start of the season. Uh, he's played more NHL games than Andreas England has, um, but we'll see. Uh, I just I, I think that's the anticipation that a lot of us have, um, and maybe it's Jordan Spence instead of Brant Clark initially. But I I've gone on record as saying I really believe Brant Clark will be starting on that third pairing on the right side when the season starts, and maybe Jordan Spence is the seventh defenseman. We'll have to see about that. Uh, they're currently the Kings are listed with three goaltenders on the NHL roster: Phoenix Copley. Cam Talbot and David Riddich. Uh, the Kings are expected to end up with the tandem of Copley and Talbot. Obviously, the Kings are not going to carry three goalies, so Riddich will be sent down to Ontario to make room for another forward. Could be Samuel Fugimo, could be Alex Turcott, maybe somebody else that has a standout training camp and turns some heads, maybe some of the older veterans, if you will, at the AHL level, like a Tyler Madden or an Akil Thomas. That remains to be seen. Looking at the player contracts, Andrzej Kobitar, Vladislav Gavrikov, and Cam Talbot all have full no-movement clauses, so they cannot be traded without their consent. Kevin Fiala, Philip Deneau, Trevor Moore, and Drew Doughty have limited no-trade clauses where they have a list of 10 teams that they cannot be traded to, that kind of a thing. Uh, Quentin Byfield, Arthur Kaliev, and Brant Clark are all still on their entry-level contracts, so they are waiver-exempt. They could be sent up and down uh, to the AHL if necessary without going through waivers and without other teams having an opportunity to claim them. As far as the Lions go, obviously that is something that's going to develop through training camp and the preseason. Certainly you would expect that Philip Deneau is going to slide down from the center spot on the second line down to the third line with Pierre-Luc Dubois taking over as that second line center. That certainly would appear to be the case and probably would be the biggest roster lineup change for the Kings going into next season. Um, even though Kevin Fiala played very well on the third line last year, you really get the feeling that with the Kings, you know, the investment they've made into him, what type of player he is, they'd really like to see him in that top six. And I think he probably will be joining either the top line or the second line. Um, I'm anticipating probably the second line along with Pierre-Luc Dubois, you would think, but that's still to be determined. Victor Arvidsson, you know, he's going to be uh, probably that second line winger on the right side. Maybe he's teamed up with Kevin Fiala. Maybe not. Uh, the wild cards to me are Trevor Moore and Quentin Byfield. Where are those guys going to be slotted in the lineup? Is Byfield going to go back on the top line with Kopitar and Kempe? We'll see. 
Uh, Trevor Moore has been teamed up with Philip Deneau on the second line. Usually maybe he slides down to that third line and stays with Philip Deneau. That would seem to make some sense. Um, Arthur Cowley have hopefully getting a lot of third line minutes this year, getting the ice time that uh, people like me have wanted to see him get for quite some time. I think he's going to get it this year. Uh, and then the fourth line will be kind of an energy line. Blake Lazat, who did play some third line center last year, more comfortable and more in the role of a fourth line center. Uh, you've got to think Trevor Lewis is going to be on one of the wings. And then you've got either Carl Grunstrom or Jared Anderson Dolan as that final winger on the fourth line. That's not a bad lineup. Um, but the concern is possible injuries. Every, t- every team uh, that goes, th- goes through the NHL grind is going to experience injuries in some form of, or another. Uh, some of them, you know, through no fault of their own are have a lot of bad luck and get besieged by injuries. Others can make it through relatively unscathed. Um, but losing guys like Gabe Bellardi, Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kupari, Sean Dursey, that clearly does help or excuse me, hurt the Kings depth. So that's the one major concern I have for the Kings. As far as their lineup goes, they can get away with a couple of key players missing a few games here and there, but any major injuries to a major player, and you're going to have to really shuffle the lineup and it's going to affect them, you know, one through 12. uh, And that's going to be a tough situation to deal with. So fingers crossed that when the Kings do have some injury issues, that their minor injuries uh, that don't last too long, hopefully not to any of the really key, key players, because that's the one thing that I'm really concerned about with the LA Kings is their depth now that they've shipped out some of those key pieces to bring in a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois. We have a former LA King in the news today, and that gives us an opportunity to play. Name that King. We'll do that next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, I want to remind you to check out Locked On NHL. Stay up to date on everything going on around the National Hockey League with debate and analysis on the latest news in the NHL. That is Locked On NHL on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Now, if you've listened or watched Locked On LA Kings for uh, any length of time, you know that uh, when there's a former LA King that's in the news for some reason, I like to play a little game called name that king i give you clues and facts about a former king's player and as we get to the end of me giving you all these facts and stats and and things like that hopefully you've figured out who it is if not then you've learned something today i think this one is pretty easy but i did want to tie it into an la king who is in the news today uh and so okay let's play name that king uh this former king was born March 15th, 1996 in Denver, Colorado. He was the first player picked in the second round of the 2014 NHL draft by the Buffalo Sabres. Now, he never played a game for the Sabres, um, but he was part of a big eight-player trade between the Sabres and the Winnipeg Jets, with the biggest name involved being Evander Kane. Uh, This former King would end up signing with the Jets, and he played a total of 53 games in Winnipeg over parts of two seasons. Now, before being uh, shipped off, uh, he went to the New York Rangers in another trade uh, in exchange for Kevin Hayes. Uh, This former King played 109 games with the Rangers before he was traded to the LA Kings on March 29th of 2021 in exchange for a fourth round draft pick. After 95 games in LA, he was again on the move 
this time traded to the Philadelphia Flyers, where he played just 18 games last season. Earlier today, this former LA Kings signed a one-year deal worth $800,000 with the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, I mentioned this former King was born in Denver. That's where his famous or infamous father was playing for the Colorado Avalanche, where he would win one of his four Stanley Cup titles. His dad was involved in one of the more infamous plays in Stanley Cup Finals history when he hit Detroit Red Wing forward Chris Draper from behind, drove him into the boards and caused a serious injury that helped to spark one of the greatest recent rivalries in NHL history between the Detroit Red Wings and the Colorado Avalanche. And it also ended up being uh, part of what turned out to be a very famous fight between this player's father and Detroit Red Wing Darren McCarty back in the day. This former King wasn't immune from controversy himself. Uh, he was hit with a five-game suspension a couple of years ago with the LA Kings when he bit the hand of Brady Kachuk of the Ottawa Senators. His nickname is Pepe. Name that King, Brandon Lemieux. Uh, his first year with the Kings, I actually kind of like Brandon Lemieux, uh, but he was not very good. Last year ended up being traded away, as I mentioned, to Philadelphia for Zach McEwen. That didn't exactly work out either uh, for the Kings. Uh, and so the Kings are now uh, completely without anybody who really plays that kind of sandpaper role, uh, a guy who's willing to drop the gloves. They don't have that guy, at least, as I don't know, maybe a, a couple of the, uh, the free agents they brought in. Uh, maybe they could play that role, but not that I know of. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Kings had 11 fighting majors last year. That was, I believe, fifth fewest. In the NHL, Carolina actually had the fewest. I think they had like three or four. Um, but Lemieux had four of their 11 fighting majors. Uh, Zach McEwen had one. And I think Sean Dursey had one or two. Uh, of the Kings' current roster, only three players were hit with a fighting major penalty last year. Adrian Kempe, Philip Deneau, and Blake Lazat. So if you are a bit of an old school fan, if you're a fan of... Uh, dropping the gloves every now and then. If you're just you know, looking at who would stick up for uh, a Kings player if somebody really took a liberty with them, took a sheep shot at them, took a run at them, I don't know who it would be right now. There's nobody with that kind of clear, defined role. Um, I'm sure there's some guys who would do it if they had to kind of step up uh, in a pinch. I don't know if Pierre-Luc Dubois has that in his game. I've heard that he can be pretty nasty, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean he fights either. I guess I could have looked that up to see if he has any fighting majors in his career. But uh, yeah, the NHL is certainly changing. It has gotten way away from that kind of thing. Fights still do happen, but not nearly with the frequency that they did when I started watching the NHL in the mid-90s. The game has changed a lot. I'm not saying it's necessarily not for the better, um, but it's just not really that type of game really anymore. But it does happen occasionally. I know there are certainly some people that are watching this now that wouldn't mind the LA Kings to have somebody that could fill that role as long as they could play as well. I'm sure a guy like a Trevor Lewis, if he had to, and that guy will do anything to, you know, do what's best for the team. Uh, he'd do it in a pinch if it was necessary, but uh, yeah, there's no Brennan Lemieux was a guy who definitely was looking to mix it up, agitate it, drop the gloves. He didn't mind doing that at all. Um, but uh, yeah, he's now a member of the Carolina Hurricanes. Hey, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you to all who took the time to listen and watch, and especially our everydayers, those of you that listen and watch every day. Coming up tomorrow, we have a special interview 
Uh, Hadi Kalakesh, who is the host of Locked on NHL Prospects and our NHL Draft analyst, is going to rejoin us. If you recall, he was with us before the NHL Draft to kind of give us a breakdown of maybe what the Kings were looking for and an overall kind of overview of the of the draft. Now he's going to rejoin us coming up tomorrow. He's going to talk about specifically the, the uh, five players that the LA Kings picked in the 2023 draft. Give us a breakdown of those guys. Really looking forward to that. Uh, coming up on Thursday, we'll have another player profile and whatever else is going on with the LA Kings in the news. And then, of course, on Friday, it is our weekly LA Kings fan feedback show. If you would like to send an email for that show, uh, please do so as soon as possible. The email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. And you can always leave your comments in the YouTube episodes in the comments section below. Uh, don't forget to stay interactive with the show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at LockedOnLAKings at both places. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.